0: Man, you can go ahead and be seated. Thank you for coming. It's so good to be back amongst the people of God um, after being um, in quarantine and away. I, we, Pastor Jared and I, are kind of in a strange situation where we went to Pastors University, then we come back and we're immediately in quarantines. And then, um, uh, and then, uh, as most of you know, we did test positive for COVID. Both of our families did, and then, um, then we. Are ironically, are going back to Pastors University next week, so there you go. So, um, but uh, I was just so excited to be with God's people again this morning that I forgot how church works. I'm like, oh, I got to put this thing on. I, somebody, can somebody go get that this this headset for me? I, I, you know, I, I what's going on? I, how long are we supposed to worship? I don't know. So, uh, you know. So, uh, anyways, it's it's good to be back amongst um, God's people. We are starting, I'm getting some feedback up here, probably because a monitor is coming through one of these. But um, we're, we're, uh, we're starting a new uh, sermon series called Signs of Christmas, and I am very grateful to be able to share this word myself as opposed to delegating it out. Um, and uh, the first one is on finding Jesus, and then the second one is on finding faith. And then uh, on December 20th, we'll have a special candlelight service on finding grace. We encourage you to invite people. Um, During this time, one of the things that the Holy Spirit has shown us is that um, the the kingdom of God is not meant to diminish during this time. It is meant to grow and advance. And I believe that the church is meant to grow and advance during this time as well. It looks different than it did before, Uh, but it is meant to grow and advance during this time. and. The good news for Abundant Life Church is that even while we were in quarantine and working through our COVID um, is that uh, the kingdom of God kept moving without us, which is great. I'm just glad to be back as a part of it and a part of the moving, moving and shaking force in the kingdom of God. Now, Luke chapter 2, verse 12 says, And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And so we want to talk about the signs of Christmas. And um, um, I also want to say um, we believe that the Holy Spirit has shown us that uh, the technology and the live stream are here to stay. So I want to welcome those on live stream. I want to say to those we have some in our at-risk group that I'm speaking to you right now. I'm speaking to some at home. Um, I'm speaking to some in, a hou- in, in house churches that are at home. We want to welcome you into our services and make you uh, feel a part. I personally um, uh, had the privilege of watching uh, the live stream for two Sundays in a row. You know, in my grubbies, unshaved, unshowered, sometimes not even brushed my teeth yet. So. Um, if you're in that condition, the Lord bless you and keep you this morning. Um, and we also want to say thank you because we believe that the Lord gave us a sign. And uh, I was um, one of the things that's been a great concern of mine as things have shifted and changed in, the ti- in this time that we're in is, um, is we would lose our ability to become a missions giving church. And uh, so I've cried out to the Lord, and I've talked to the Lord about it, and we just felt inspired to say, we believe we can raise all $12,000 that we committed for 2021 for the Surge Mission Project. We believe we can do it in the month of November. And as the screen will show right now, we did it. And uh, and we did it. and. And I, and I want to speak to you, we did it in the middle of a COVID cleanse, meaning we had too many positive cases um, here at the church. The good news is that within our church, we are yet to find a single time when the COVID disease has been spread through people meeting and gathering. So we celebrate that win, we're thankful for it. We're not saying that that'll never happen, we're saying it hasn't happened. All of us got exposed outside of church, but we just because of the number of people that were um, either exposed or had COVID, we felt to do a COVID cleanse at Abundant Life. And in the middle of that with our live stream, and so I want to celebrate that and say, thank you for you who gave. Thank you for those on the live stream who gave. We sent out an email saying we're almost there. People gave into that and we completed our $12,000 for the year. Now, the cool thing about that is that's gonna enable us to say, we've got our commitment made, and now in 2021, we can say, Holy Spirit, what's, you know what I'm saying? Um, And I've got the the most amazing video that hasn't come out yet. It's all in Spanish, so we gotta get it translated. Uh, Many of you know that a couple years ago, we paid to actually build a church building in Cuba. It is built and has pews in it now. And you'll be seeing that in the days ahead. we got to get it translated, but it is awesome. It, it looks great. Um, so, uh, so that's coming. So we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of the kingdom of God. I believe that, um, that God works through signs, and that's why this message is called The Signs of Christmas. And we're going to focus on finding Jesus, and I believe that God helps people find Jesus Today by signs, which is another word for miracle in their lives, signs. They look like different things for different people, and then people. And that's really how the Lord worked through the shepherds. And I think maybe just to to give a better backdrop, is let me just read the story because what I um, I need to continually remind myself is that people need to hear the story again. So this is Luke chapter two, verse eight. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel of the Lord said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Can you say it's good news that brings great joy? (laughs) The strange thing about Christianity is that. Um, Everything God does is good news that is supposed to bring great joy to the people, but it always brings fear and turmoil and strife in God's people instead. It's an odd thing. And I believe that maybe the reason for that is that we are fearful and stubborn people by nature, and we naturally resist the things of God. As many of you know, we will do a 21-day fast in January. And the primary reason we do a fast in, in, in January, I'm not certainly not looking forward to that. I never do, but, but, I mean, I, I, but having just come out of a COVID thing, I'm really not looking forward to it. But um, the reason we do it is that the rewards are that we break down our flesh. I need to break down my flesh that resists the things of God. I need to break down my stubbornness that resists the things of God. And so fasting is a nice handy tool that is going to help us get there. So he said, "'Fear not, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord.'" And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And so God gave them this sign, and God gives signs today. He uses two primary things, signs and people. So my grandpa um, was a fruit picker, and uh, he lived his entire life traveling the United States picking fruit to provide for his large, very large, family. I had the privilege of going on one of those trips when I was a little boy. We traveled from Orlando, Florida in the back of his pickup truck to Michigan State where we picked apples for summer and then into the fall. And I was just a little bitty kid. But my grandpa traveled the United States and one of the unique things about him was he never learned to read a map. Ironically. Uh, this was before Google Maps, Apple Maps, Uber, and all of those modern conveniences. So how did he learn to get from where he was going anywhere in the United States to find that next place where he was going to pick fruit? He looked at the signs and then he asked people. And he just used those two methods to travel the United States as a fruit picker. He looked at the signs and he traveled. now. How many of you have ever tried to get somewhere by just looking at the signs rather than your Google Maps, your Apple Maps, or your Uber? Got a few hands that still do that. Um, Have you noticed that it requires more diligence to follow the signs than it does your Google Maps, your Apple Maps, or your Uber experience? That's because if you're following the signs and you miss a sign, you could be 100 miles on the wrong road before you figure it out. So it takes just a little bit more diligence. Now, I love Google Maps, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm for them. You know, I, I appreciate my, my, my Google Maps. And um, Google Maps is a no-effort system of navigating where you're trying to go. But, you know, the problem is is that you can actually get so lazy with something like Google Maps that you lose diligence in finding your way. And I find we're in a Google Map system of Jesus. People just get lazy in the way they try to find Jesus. And what happens is you can get in trouble, especially in times like today. I believe that today is more like the time when I used Google Maps to go out to... We have some leaders in our church. Nate and Sasha, would you, would you guys stand up real quick? These guys, they live out in the heart. Give them a big hand, by the way. They they live out in the Hartville area. Thank you, guys. They live out in the Hartville area, and they have taken over a lot of our prayer ministries here. Nathan leads a Tuesday morning prayer group on Zoom. Sasha leads our time ministry at 9 a.m., and they're awesome. But um, they threw a little party some time ago, and they live out in Hartville. And I started my Google Maps out there as lazy as normal. But Nathan has a farm that is beyond the wilderness. So something about the way Google Maps works is that it'll get you there just fine. I guess maybe it downloads enough information to get you there. But when we left, it was dark. And so I simply pulled up my Google Maps, and I, what I did was I, I, I thought, well, this will take me back home, but the problem was it wasn't connecting. I had gone too far into the wilderness so I was dependent on the signs in the dark to get back home praise the Lord we got lost we went for 30 solid minutes before my Google Maps kicked back in and praise the Lord, what was supposed to be an hour drive was a two hour drive. Amen, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> I'm here to tell you this is prophetic. People have gotten used to Google Maps to find Jesus, and they're not working anymore. We're too far in the wilderness. Your Google Maps aren't working anymore. The darkness is too great. You can't see what you could see. You're out of range and people in COVID and the pandemic and the crazy politics and everything else that is a mess right now has made it so that people are losing their way. And so God uses signs and other people to help those people find their way again, to get back on the right road. We use Google Maps. How many of you tried to use Apple Maps? Now, let me guess. You know, Apple Maps is good if you want to get lost. I mean, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And then uh, there's a road up here on Battlefield Road where Apple Maps is not smart enough to tell you that you can turn left there. It's going to make you turn right, go down there, make a U-turn, and go this way. I'm like, you can make a left turn here. And then there's Uber, where somebody else will do it for you. I'm here to tell you that Christianity, nobody else can do it for you. It's you and it's the Lord. So God gives us signs to help us find our way. And I want to read Luke 2.12 again from the Passion Translation. It says, you will recognize Jesus by this miracle sign. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying on a feeding trough. Isn't that just amazing and wonderful? See, he said, I'm giving you good news that is going to produce great joy, but you know what? It's so hard for you to believe in good news that brings great joy right now that I'm going to give you signs to help you believe it. And God will give you signs to help you believe it. And I want to assure you right now, I'm talking about this moment Right now, every lost person you know is receiving a sign from the Lord, right? I guarantee you it's happening right now. And then God is setting them up to believe the sign to point to Jesus. Every lost and fallen away family member you have right now, God is giving them a sign right now. I know because I was lost as a goose in a hailstorm and God was giving me signs all along the way. I'm talking about something as stupid as I mean I was in a bowling league when I was a kid and I remember I still remember as, as I was unchurched, didn't, didn't believe in the Bible, didn't have anything to do with God, wasn't even sure there was a God but by golly I wanted to strike so I could beat that girls team we were playing. So I remember the day that I said, God, if you're up there, give me a strike. And I rolled a strike, and I, got, and I remember to this day thinking, I wonder if there is a God. Because I just prayed and I got a strike. Now, it's silly, but I'm here to tell you that as Jesus starts encroaching upon your lives, you remember the time that you prayed, and He answered and gave you a strike. So I'm here to tell you that that God is giving signs to every lost and every fallen away person even right now as we are speaking. So we just want to be a part. We want to help them find Jesus. So what can we do to help people find Jesus today? Let's use the story of the shepherds. And Luke 2.15 simply says, let us go. Would you say, "Let let us go? Let us go. Those are such powerful words. And I want them to sink into your heart, your mind, and your spirit. In the Bible, the signs and miracles are often synonymous. So if you read the word signs, it could be miracles, miracles, signs, okay? And so everybody's sign looks a little bit different. Now, in the shepherd's case, the first sign that they saw was a heavenly choir. They had an open vision of a heavenly choir, and that heavenly choir of angels inspired them to say the words, let us go right for others it might be a miracle healing for others it might be a bowling ball strike Um, honestly uh, when the time came for me that it was jesus encroaching upon my life it was acts of kindness and love really that that drew me in Um, it was um, god took all of those little signs little bitty answered prayers in my lost state but then really when it was time for him to really come after my life and where he was going to say, Ben, it's time, we're going to come and we're going to be a part of your life. We're going to come dwell in you. We're going to have a relationship with you. When that time came, it was acts of love and kindness that really did it for me. So in my case, 15 year- old boy, a 75 year old man reaching out to me is really what brought me to Jesus. And so uh, it, it, it's different thing for different people. Some people, it's not acts of kindness. Some people, it is a great rock from the sky that comes down and crushes everything they have. I don't pray that on people. It's just that some people, that's, that's how they come to Jesus, you know? Um, and so God uses different methods. He uses different signs and whatnot. Those are all good. So let's read the whole thing in verse 13. And suddenly there was an angel... With the angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among with those with whom he is well pleased. This was another sign for me. For them, they had an open vision of these angels and heavenly hosts singing, and that inspired them. For me, it wasn't that. But I remember as a child another sign that God gave me. Is, as a child, in Longview, Washington, somebody paid for a sign that went across downtown Longview that said, every Christmas, peace on earth. And that so appealed to me every Christmas that I remember thinking, is it possible that we could have peace on earth or even peace in my heart? And God used that sign to prep me to want more of the things of God, more of the things of Jesus. So this peace on earth. Now, what's crazy is they, uh, they misquoted it. You know how people either eliminate portions of Scripture or add portions to Scripture to misquote something? You guys know how people do that, right? Well, they did, but it didn't matter. God used the sign because it's not just peace on earth, right? It's peace on earth amongst those who receiving God's favor or amongst with those whom He is pleased. But you know what? God doesn't care. He will use any Even misquoted scripture to reach lost people. He will. He has no problem with that. He'll use, oh, yeah, you quote a scripture and leave a little bit off? He has no, I'll use that. Add a little bit to it? I'll use that. God uses these things to reach people because He loves people. Now, if you want to find Jesus, you have to learn to allow the signs that God is giving you to move you to action signs that move us to action require more than those google maps those those apple maps and those ubers it requires us to move with diligence and that's what they did they moved with diligence now i believe with all my heart that god's people are missing the signs in covid i do i believe that god's people um, are like, are like that illustration I gave where we're out in Nathan's farm right now. We got out there using Google Maps, but now we are out of range. And we're having to come back in the dark and we cannot see the signs clearly. We're missing the signs and we are getting lost. And so I believe God's people are largely missing it right now. Having said that, Um, I'm trying not to judge God's people. I'm trying to be compassionate. And the reason being is in COVID, one of the ways we're missing it is everybody's judging everybody. You know what I've been disciplining myself to do? Is I've just been saying, you know what? Maybe I should forfeit my right to have an opinion on these things. And just focus on honoring people. So I'm going to honor you where you're at. Now, should I get pointed and and name a few things? Maybe I should because I think we're missing the signs. (laughs) I have chosen to honor... Now, now Pastor Jared and I are about to go back to Pastor's University, and most pastors are going half masks and half non-masks, okay? I get that. It's fine. But what their biggest problem is the mass people are judging the non-mass people and the non-mass people are judging the mass people. I could have had a V8. I'm telling you that we have we need to stop I'm just saying you know what I don't deserve an opinion on this thing. And then what I find the obviously the Republicans are judging the Democrats and the Democrats are judging the Republicans. I could have had another V8. And I forfeit my right to this thing. And what I'm choosing to do is honor people where they are at. I'm going to honor those who are the 20% of our population that are at risk. And I'm praying and going for them not to get the COVID disease. And I'm going to try and do my part in everything I can do for them not to get the COVID disease. As for me and my family, um, I was never really fighting not to get the COVID disease. Um, And I was just saying, Lord, I'm not going to be foolish. I'm just going to go about my lifestyle. I'm going to do what we can do and, and and try not to be foolish. But in my honoring of people, I knew I was taking risk, right? By the way, my wife and I tried the method of... Me, she had COVID, and me, and, and I came home thinking, well, I'll stay downstairs. You should have seen us; it was comical. You know, I'm downstairs. We're, we're every time I come upstairs, we put on masks. It didn't. It didn't work. Um, you know, but but it was worthy of a try. So, so I'm. My point is, is that uh, I've now got COVID immune blood. That they're gonna, you know, it, it, not now. Uh, that's in high demand. I think it's a $100 gift certificate if you go give it, give your COVID immune blood at. Um, so I'll give it to you for 150 I mean, I, I'm. A, no, I, no, I want to give it because people need my COVID immune blood now. But my problem is that years ago I took a vow to my wife never to give plasma again. That's because the last time I gave it, I almost passed out. So she. So, she, <laughs> so I'd have to break my vow. I'm still sorting through this, but I'm going to be gone next week. So I don't know. We'll see. But um, uh, so so yeah so it's it's all good it's all you know that's the other thing let's keep it let's keep it levity and fun while we're having very serious compassion while I was sick I'm doing warfare for people that are sicker than me while I was sick I was doing warfare for people that were that were um, more at risk than me see and. Uh, I believe we can today, and when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go, would you say, let us go? go. Over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Now, the good news for you uh, this morning is that I'm going to give you three things that are sure to kill the COVID disease if you get it, okay? Um, and uh, so, so let me just pull these up, their pictures, because I know, because I, I practice them. Uh, let's, let's pull up the pictures of my home remedies first. And, um, and uh, uh, <laughs> that wasn't the picture I asked for, but it'll do just fine. So what happened to us is, in the middle of the, of the uh, Oh, there's my home. Okay, we'll come back to the other one. These are all my home remedies. No, go back to the other one. Yeah, that one. Uh, These are all my home remedies. You know, if if you know me, um, here's how I treat my own health. I always look to the Lord first. Then I look to my health and diet and exercise second. And then if those aren't getting the job done, I will go to home remedies. You can see that's... uh, gummies of, you know, Airborne and Elderberry and uh, multivitamin, Centrums, and, and everything else. You know, I go to home remedies, and then, and then the last thing I will go to is um, prescription medicine. I'll go to over of the medicine, then I'll go to prescription medicine. And, and I think the Lord knows that I got that little pathway, and many, many times in my life, He's required me to go through the path and get to the point where I ask for medicine, And then he heals me when I'm humble myself to ask for medicine. It happened again this go around. I got to the point where my symptoms were bad enough that I said, "Okay, I need a prescription." So I called and I asked. I said, "I'm hurting badly," and it was as if the Lord. I was just waiting for you to humble yourself to that level. And now, you know, so I got healed after that. So, um, but anyways, this is my my home remedy stuff home remedies i don't know maybe they help a little bit they didn't take away the symptoms of my covid disease but the reason i throw this picture up there is i want you to focus on the box right there uh, where it says flu-like symptoms of osgiliath um, osgiliath is a place a real place in lord of the rings and i i don't know how to say that so i call it osgiliath now Someone gave that to me. I've never heard of Osgiliath before, except in Lord of the Rings. But someone gave that to us when we were quarantined with COVID. Now, the reason it has meaning is that this someone is someone that when we were kind of fighting with COVID here and they were getting tested and they didn't want to, you know, they were fearful. but i got a message said and this is they said can you call me and i said yeah and they wanted prayer cuz they were about to get the covid test so i'm going to show you what that prayer actually looked like lord i pray for this person right now <coughs> hold on sorry man well, i pray in the name of jesus that they will test negative for covid <coughs> All right, hold on a second. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just pray that they would test negative for COVID right now. In Jesus' name, the angel of the Lord. In camps around those that don't fear COVID, but but fear the Lord instead. And Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray they'd test negative for COVID. I hope that helps you. And so that person did test negative for COVID, and they reached out to us and gave us Osgiliath <laughs> to help us. In other words, this was their way of reaching back. I took the Osgiliath. It helped a little bit, See, with, and, so, so, uh, and then there's a story behind the, the sore throat things too. Um, that goes to a member of our house church. Who wanted to give. People were so giving. And we couldn't go out. You know, we can't go out, can't get out with amongst people. And so they said, Do you need anything? And I said, Well, actually, COVID, it's a strange disease. It's going to try to prod in multiple areas of your body. That's why I believe it is demonic in nature. So you want a prayer team over you, praying over those symptoms as it prods. Normal flu and cold might mess with one or two areas. This sucker's gonna, it, at least for us, it was prodding about 10 areas, looking for, is there a place I can settle in and really do some damage to this guy? And so, um, for me, it settled in my throat, and so I said, you know, I need stuff for my throat. Well, this person, they went, and from our house church, they went and they got this stuff, and I said, I could really use some diet Sprite Diet seven up too, and, and then we were, my wife and I were laughing because they got me enough diet seven up to last me the whole year. I get, you know. <laughs> people want to give, you know, and all of this is in the context of let us go through COVID together. Now, I get it. It looks different. I want to say to you people on the live stream, blessed you for being on the live stream, but I want to challenge you. How are you going through COVID together? I'm cool with you sitting in your grubbies right now without having your teeth brushed if you're watching this live stream, but you better be connected with people in some way. How are we going through this together? It takes more work than it used to. Let's go through it together. Let's go to the next picture. Uh, let's go to the, the, my Thanksgiving meal. Um, by the way, I do want to say that um, if you, no one should go through COVID alone and no one should go through a quarantine alone. If you get quarantined, let us assign a compassion team member for you. So as soon as I got quarantined, I'm, I'm like, I called and said, put me on a compassion team. I want a person covering cover me in prayer and I want meals. <laughs> and so our compassion team member They get a little overzealous and we were missing Thanksgiving. You know, we couldn't have Thanksgiving dinner. So they got up at 2 a.m. and made this Thanksgiving meal for us. I kid you not. I got a call on Thanksgiving Day. They were up at 2 a.m. making Thanksgiving meal. And that's just a little bitty of it. I'm talking about it was a spread. I just took a picture of the main dish, but it was a spread. It was about an eight-course meal that we ate. On Thanksgiving. The secret sauce, although they gave some secret sauce, is not in the food itself. The secret sauce isn't even in the fact that they got up at 2 a.m. to cook it for us. The secret sauce is in the compassion. Yeah. The secret sauce is that they cared. Yeah. And here I am quarantined in COVID, and I got somebody that cares. Now, now throw out that last. One. Now, this is the real secret to overcoming COVID is that right there. It's mass amounts of sugar. I have discovered that sugar is the one thing that kills the COVID disease faster than anything else. And I joke about that. And the reason I do is that people who were desiring to show us compassion just started bringing... We didn't cook any of that stuff and the pecan pie is missing. You know why the pecan pie is missing? Is I ate it before it got in that picture. (laughs) Yes, it was a full-size pie. (laughs) But (laughs) what all of that represents is people care, and they want to give, and they want to show compassion. And so let us go through this together. We are in the eye of the storm. We're in Vice President Biden's prophecy of a dark winter. We're in it right now. The hurricane is upon us. Let us go through it together. And if we do, we will prosper, we'll do well, and we'll help other people find Jesus because they're lost. Let us go through it together. I want to say, speak uh, one more time to, if you're on the live stream, I want to say this to you, that maybe you're watching the live stream and, and you know maybe you're at risk and you don't feel comfortable coming into a congregation like this. We bless you. We honor you for that. But if you get quarantined or if you have to get tested, call us and we want to get a compassion team assigned to you to pray for you, to minister to you. What that looked like for me was this. I'd, by the way, I bet there were 500 texts that were exchanged over my phone during my quarantine. Uh, people's, and, and none of them were how bad COVID is. All of them were Praying this blessing, speaking this scripture over you, believing this is going to get healed, be healed in Jesus' name. That symptom is going to go in Jesus' name. You see, I actually got to the place where I lost the ability to connect with the Spirit and the Word. And that happens when your body gets sick. So when you lose the ability to connect with the Spirit and the Word, what do you need, people? You need people. I said it right there. What do you need, people? You need people, and that is going to be your only source. So I'm speaking right into the camera right now. That's going to be your only source if you get into this position. You can get sick enough that you lose the ability to connect with the Spirit and the Word, but you don't lose connection with people, and then they're going to become your source of the Spirit and the Word until you get your health back. So let us go through it together, let us stay connected. I get it, you know, staying connected digitally is not as much fun as in person, but do it. Make the effort, join a Zoom group, get in a Tuesday morning Zoom prayer group, get on time on Zoom, connect, it doesn't matter, just find a way, let the Holy Spirit show you, and He'll show you as we let this hurricane go and it will pass over time. Let's go to the next one. Luke 2:16 and they went with haste. Would you say they went with haste? Amen. And they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. So what can we do to help people find Jesus today? Let us go together through the COVID pandemic. And then let us go with haste. Now I'm going to tell you another thing that I see. Finding Jesus is always a now event. It's never tomorrow. It's always now. And what a mistake that I find people making is saying, I will hunker down through this time and I'll find Jesus later. You may or may not find Jesus later. If you've got that attitude, you're presuming on the grace and the fear of the Lord. The Bible says that now is the day of salvation. You may not have tomorrow. I'm not talking about whether your physical life you may not have tomorrow, although that is a real threat. But you know what? The grace of God may not be there for you tomorrow. Come on. Yeah. I'm trying to be give a gentle, soft warning that the Scripture says that today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow. And if you hunker down and you assume that you can just... Uh, you know, sit this one out, the grace of God may not be available to you tomorrow. Some people are saying, right, some people aren't so sure. The Bible says equal to grace is the fear of the Lord, and when we presume upon the fear of the Lord, we miss opportunities. Just ask the first century people that missed their visitation with Jesus, Then ask the group of people that missed their visitation with the Apostle Paul. I'm telling you. So don't sit this one out because we may miss an opportunity and may not recover as well as we think we will. So go with haste. The shepherd said, we have no time to lose. I assume what that meant for them is... Leave the sheep with the hired hands for just a short while, which, by the way, was like a no-no for a shepherd. But this thing is too important. Leave them with the hired hand for just a short time. We're going to go with haste. We're going to move. We're going to find the baby. We're going to do it now because we think the importance is so, so important. Go with haste. Now, let me illustrate it this way. Um, How many of you guys participated in Black Friday this year? Wow, not very many. Sell the retail stocks right now. No, I'm kidding. How many of you participated in Black Friday online? How many of you remember the good old days when Black Friday was you get up at 4 a.m. and you go down to the store and you push, shove, and trample old ladies? No, actually, they push, shovel, and trample you, right, to get in the store. Yeah, I would participated in one of those one time. And I, and this became like a, a Meet Jesus experience with me that is, is in me. The day that I got up and went to Best Buy to buy this coveted modem that I wanted so bad. It was the back in the day of the dial-up, you know, where it was going to get you connected to the Internet about one second faster than the old one. And Best Buy had it on a Black Friday special for, you know, like for six bucks, and it's normally, you know, 55 bucks or something. And so I get there, and I mean, it was, it was wild. There was a line eternally long. People were shouting, cursing, shoving, and I was starting to get worried about the little old ladies until I learned that they were the ones pushing and shoving. And, and so I just thought, wow, I, I'm afraid of this thing, so I let it go, and I got into the store late, Lost all all hope of finding my precious modem that was going to get me on the internet one second faster and uh, praise the Lord. But then as chance or the Lord or sovereignty would have it, I was standing in the store and someone asked the sales associates, where are the modems that are on sale? We can't find them. And the sales associate said, oh, we moved those. They're right over there. And he pointed right at me. Praise the Lord. I just turned around and grabbed one right there. And this mob of people came after me. I mean, I was trapped next to the shelves as people reached around me, reached through my ears, through my hair, under my arms, all around me to grab every modem off the shelf. It was mayhem for a solid 60 seconds. I couldn't move. I didn't even try to move, I just held on. I was like a, like a running back with a football, holding on to one, my, my one modem. And they were gone, and then the crowd evaporated again. Praise the Lord, I stood in line for a solid two hours to buy this precious modem. And so, finally, when I get out of this experience, I get home, and I go to install my modem that's going to get me on the Internet one second faster than the old one, only to find out that it won't fit in my computer. <laughs> Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Now that's what we call disappointment, but I'm here to tell you that when you go after Jesus with haste, you'll never be disappointed. The only time you'll be disappointed is whenever you take a lackadaisical approach and say, "I'll sit this one out." and I'll find Jesus later, you will be disappointed. But if you say, now's the time. Now's when I'm going to find Jesus. Now's when I'm going to bring people to Jesus. Now's whenever I'm going to reach out to people. I'm going to help people find Jesus during this time. You will not be disappointed. And so what we want to do is we want to treat this time like the Black Fridays of old. And what we want to do is we want to say, now is the time to help people find Jesus. Luke 2.17, and when they saw it, it's referring to the sign of Jesus lying in a manger, they made known the saying that had been told them. And that's what I want to focus on. What can we do to help people find Jesus today? Let us go. We want to go with haste and then we want to go with words. Now, this is about learning to walk and chew gum at the same time. How many of you, you know... Found that to be a challenge in your life, walking and chew gum at the same time. How many of you struggle like me, and my wife says, she says that I can't drive and talk at the same time. Men, does is anybody else struggle with that, to, to drive and talk at the same time? Don't admit it. But my wife says, Ben, you don't have the ability to drive and talk at the same time. Well, that's like saying I can't walk and chew gum at the same time. But I have found that it is true that um, if I get to talking, I get to preaching. And when I get to preaching, I'm not paying attention to the signs. And then the result is, is that I usually miss an exit or two. It's all part of the adventure. But we want to go with words. And in their case, they made known the saying that had been told them. God has given you sayings. Latch onto them and make them known. Remember those 500 texts I told you that were flying around during those were sayings that God was giving people to speak healing over our lives. He was, they were speaking the sayings. God has given me a saying during this time that it's around those who fear him, not the COVID disease. I've been making known that saying. God's given me another saying during this time about how. In the desert, the vipers bit them and they would look to the cross and they were healed. They didn't die, they lived. I've been making known that saying. We want to make known the sayings that the Holy Spirit is whispering to us. It's better than the other one. (laughs) I had the privilege of, right when I got diagnosed with COVID, of a beautiful phone call of a caring person who wasn't exactly operating, you know, in faith and, you know, which is understandable. And um, they began to tell me about how they just got done watching 60 minutes. And, you know, they're talking about how if you get COVID, you're never gonna recover. And, uh, you know, there's going to be lasting damage to your body. We don't know all the damage it's going to do, and uh, people who get COVID, they're, they're going to have heart attacks and they're going to have liver disease and and they're they're never going to fully recover. We don't know all the lasting harmful effects, and and they just went on and on and on and, and about the gospel of 60 minutes that they heard by some some 60 minutes broadcaster about you know the long term effects of COVID. I thought, well, this is this is you know. They're making known the saying they had heard. So I gently said, you know, I understand all of that. It could be that 60 Minutes is exaggerating. They are a for-profit company, you know. So they might be sensationalizing this thing a little bit. And besides that, there's a lot of other Bible promises that are over me that aren't that, you know. So can I encourage you, I said, I said to this person, I said, would you stop watching 60 Minutes? You're not helping anybody let alone me. Instead, let's hear what the Lord is saying, and then make known what He is saying. And if we do that, what's going to happen is, is that we're going to go through this victorious and successful, and we're going to overcome together with miracle health and miracle healing. Isn't that just amazing? So the shepherds, verse 20, returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And I just want to encourage you, this is how the gospel works. We share, we make known all that we've heard and seen in Jesus. We make known all we've heard and seen in the Holy Spirit. We make known all we've heard and seen in church, through other believers, through the Word of God that was preached. We make known all that we've heard and we've seen, and that's going to help people a lot more than all of this other negativity that is being said out there. I want to close with this. If you just go ahead and stand up, and I want to close with Luke 2.18. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them." If you have found Jesus, it makes you wonder. It makes you have a sign and wonder in your life. It makes you wonder that Jesus chose you, that Jesus selected you, that He revealed Himself to you, that He made Himself known to you. You remember it when it happens. Have you had that happen to you, and does it make you wonder? you're on the live stream. How about you? Have you experienced Jesus? And has it made you wonder as much as you have wondered about all the stuff going on with the pandemic? It's made me wonder in an awesome, inspiring way. And I've said, Lord, I wonder. And I want to challenge you right now. Are you helping someone else find Jesus? If you're not, why aren't you? Are you speaking More about what 60 Minutes is saying or are you speaking about what the Word of God is saying? Are you speaking more about what the politics are saying or are you speaking more about what the Holy Spirit is saying? All of those things are going to change. CDC is going to change because science is not exact. We appreciate their efforts. The health department is going to change. We appreciate their efforts. But you know what? The Word of God remains the same. And so we want to speak what the Word of God has to say. We want to speak what the Holy Spirit has to say. And if you will, you will help people find Jesus. We tried to make it easy for you, by the way. We did our COVID cleanse at Abundant Life. Our systems are in place, by the way. We're we're really excited about our systems, meaning every time somebody gets COVID, we adjust our systems and say, how did we do? Are we a place of, of further exposure? And the answer is we have not been. Um, We have an at-risk group that's meeting. We bless you for meeting, and that is a good way to find fellowship. We have house churches that are meeting on Sunday morning. We bless them for meeting, and we have some that are just watching from home. We bless you in Jesus' name as well. So God has called us in this way to go through this and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them so the next two services are meant to be very friendly atmospheres for inviting family and friends to this service the very last service is will be a candlelight service on December 20th and we will do communion candlelight service it's a great time to bring fan, friends and family we have an at-risk group of people that are they're meeting back in the storehouse if you are at risk but want to be around people they're taking extra, extra precautions We're for that. So we've got all kinds of ways that this can happen. What are you doing to help others find Jesus during this time? I'm so passionate about it that as I illustrated before, someone who needs a miracle from me, even if I'm coughing, hacking, sneezing, and choking, I'm gonna pray for them right there on the phone. I just figure COVID can't make it through my iPhone. So I'm going to pray for him right there. Get on a compassion team. Help people that way. Those are all good things. Pastor Jared, would you just lead us in a worship song? And if I can have the prayer teams come down for any... You may be here and you've never received Jesus as your Savior and as your Lord. Hey, it's time to get that settled now you may be on the live stream and you've never received Jesus as your Savior as your, and Lord. You know what? Today is the day of salvation. Come down and get it settled today. Today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow. Get it settled today. The most compassionate thing that a person ever did for me is this: is is whenever that I was fighting with it, and they literally shoved me into the aisle and pushed me down there to get prayed for. That's called compassion, right there. So, if you need to receive Jesus, we invite you to come and pray with a prayer team member. Let us help you. Let us pray with you. Help you receive.